الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى اله واصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا اما بعد respected elders and brothers we thank and praise our great and sustainer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his innumerable bounties and favors and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send down his most choicest and special peace and blessings and mercy upon our beloved and noble master Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as well as the family and the companions of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam respected elders and brothers in today's Jumu'ah we will discuss a little bit about the cousin and son-in-law of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ali radiyallahu anhu now, whenever we come across any narration regarding Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam or his sahaba radiallahu anhum, then it is necessary that we verify and we make sure that it is, it is authentic before we accept and we share with others. So similarly, whenever we come across any narration regarding Ali radiallahu anhum, some saying of Ali radiallahu anhu, some incident in the life of Ali radiallahu anhu, then it is necessary and it is because there are certain deviated groups that fabricate narrations regarding Ali radiallahu anhu. Imam Ahmad bin Hamal rahmatullahi has written regarding Ali radiallahu anhu that the authentic narrations regarding the virtues of Ali radiallahu anhu are more numerous than the narrations regarding any of the other Sahaba radiallahu anhu. The authentic narrations regarding the virtues of Ali radiallahu anhu are more numerous than the narrations regarding any of the other Sahaba radiallahu anhu. And Ibn Hajar rahmatullahi has written that the authentic narrations regarding the virtues of Ali radiallahu anhu are seen to fabricate. So nonetheless, Ali radiallahu anhu is the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His father was Abu Talib, and the father of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was Abdullah. So Abdullah and Abu Talib were brothers. So therefore he is the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam grew up in the house of Abu Talib. From the age of eight, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lived in the house of Abu Talib. So therefore Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was very fond of Abu Talib and the family of Abu Talib. Abu Talib himself did not accept Islam. He died as a disbeliever. But most of the family of Abu Talib accepted Islam. The wife of Abu Talib, who was also the mother of all his children, was Fatima bint Asad radiallahu anha. She accepted Islam, she migrated to Medina, and thereafter she passed away in Medina during the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was very fond of her. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to refer to, to Fatima bint Asad as his mother. The wife of Abu Talib, he used to refer to her as his mother. Because she had taken care of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When she passed away, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam buried her with his own blessed hands. There is a narration when it is mentioned that there are four people in whose graves Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had descended. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam buried them with his own blessed hands. Amongst them is the mother of Ali radiallahu anhu, Fatima bint Asad radiallahu anhu. 
the eldest son of Abu Talib, his name was Talib. And therefore, he is known as Abu Talib, the father of Talib. His actual name was Abdul Manaf. But he became famously known as Abu Talib, the father of Talib, because of his eldest son. So there is a difference of opinion regarding Talib, whether or not he accepted Islam. His second son was Aqil radiallahu anhu. In Badr, Aqil radiallahu anhu was part of the Quraysh army. He was part of the army of the Mushrikeen, which fought against Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And thereafter, during the battle, he was taken captive. And he was brought back to Medina as one of the captives of Badr. And his ransom had to be paid for by Abbas radiallahu anhu, who himself was also a captive of Badr. Abbas radiallahu anhu was also part of the Quraysh army in Badr. And he was also taken captive. So, therefore, Abbas radiallahu anhu had to pay for his own ransom, and he had to pay for the ransom of his nephew Aqil radiallahu anhu. So, nonetheless, later on, both Abbas and Aqil radiallahu anhu accepted Islam. His third son was Ja'far radiallahu anhu. Ja'far radiallahu anhu, along with his son Abdullah bin Ja'far radiallahu anhu, are famous companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ja'far radiallahu anhu is known as Abu al-Masakin, the father of the poor and the needy. He was amongst the first few people to accept Islam. He migrated to Habasha, to Abyssinia. And the king of Ab- Abyssinia, Najashi, accepted Islam at the hands of Ja'far radiallahu anhu. Ja'far radiallahu anhu was killed in the battle of Muta, the first battle that the Muslims had fought against the Byzantines. And before he was killed, he lost both his arms in battle. So therefore, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam referred to him as Dhul-Janaheen, uh, the possessor of two wings, because after he was killed, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that he placed his two arms with wings. So therefore, he is known as Abu Dhul-Janaheen, the possessor of two wings. So he was the third son of Abu Talib. And the youngest son of Abu Talib was Ali radiallahu anhu. Abu Talib also had a daughter whose name was Ummu Hani radiallahu anha. In the narrations of Mi'araj, it is narrated that on the night of Mi'araj, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sleeping in the house of Ummu Hani radiallahu anha. When Jibreel alayhi sallam came and took Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to the Kaaba Sharif. So on that night, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was sleeping in the house of Ummu Hani radiallahu anha, the sister of Ali radiallahu anha. She also eventually accepted Islam. And after the conquest of Makkah, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam proposed for her hand in marriage. But she declined the proposal of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because she feared that she would not be able to fulfill the rights of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a husband because she had many children to look after. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam praised her for her devotion to her children. That she declined the honor of becoming one of the Ummahatul Mu'mineen. She declined the honor of becoming one of the blessed wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so that she may look after her children. So nonetheless, Ali radiallahu anhu was much younger than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. By the time Ali radiallahu anhu was born, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was already married to Khadija radiallahu anhu. So by that time, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had already left the house of Abu Talib. But when Ali radiallahu anhu was between the age of five and six, a severe drought affected Medina, affected Makkah. And... The business of Abu Talib suffered great loss because of this. So Abu Talib was unable to look after his family. So Abbas radiallahu anhu adopted Ja'far radiallahu anhu and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Khadija radiallahu anha adopted Ali radiallahu anhu when he was approximately five or six years old. 
So thereafter, Ali radiallahu anhu became very fond of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He became very much attached to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. According to the narrations, wherever Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would go, Ali radiallahu anhu would follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. At times, he would accompany Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to the cave of Hira. And he would join Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his worship. So, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam became Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's Nabi, then Khadija radiallahu anha was the first to accept Islam. At that time, Ali radiallahu anhu was living in the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So therefore, according to some narrations, Ali radiallahu anhu was the second person to accept Islam after Khadija radiallahu anha. He was the second person to accept Islam. So according to these narrations, he accepted Islam before Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. But because he was a child, therefore, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu is regarded to be the first man to accept Islam, whereas Ali radiallahu anhu is regarded to be the first child to accept Islam. But nonetheless, according to some narrations, he accepted Islam before Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. He himself says that after Khadija radiallahu anha, he was the first to perform salah behind Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. After Khadija radiallahu anha, he was the first to perform salah behind Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, before Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam became Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's Nabi, he was well known amongst the Quraysh as As-Sadiq al-Ameen, the truthful and the trustworthy. And therefore the Quraysh would keep their valuables in the safekeeping of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam became Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's Nabi, the Quraysh continued to keep their valuables in the safekeeping of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even though they did not accept Islam. So, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to migrate from Makkah to Medina, at that time Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had the valuables of the Quraysh in his possession. So therefore, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Ali radiallahu anhu that he should remain behind. He should not join him on the journey of hijrah. He should remain behind. And he instructed Ali radiallahu anhu to sleep on his bed. So that when the Quraysh look into the house of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they may see Ali radiallahu anhu sleeping on the bed and they may think that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in his house. And also, after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam leaves for Medina, then Ali radiallahu anhu should return and their valuables. So in this manner, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left for Medina. Ali radiallahu anhu of the Quraysh. And thereafter he set out for Medina. Ali radiallahu anhu had no conveyance. So he walked all the way from Makkah to Medina. And because he was afraid of being captured by the Quraysh, therefore he would walk throughout the night and he would hide during the day. So eventually he arrived in Medina. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was informed that Ali radiallahu anhu had come. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent for him. But he was informed because his feet were bleeding. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to Ali radiallahu anhu. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw his condition, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam began to shed tears. And thereafter Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took his blessed saliva and he applied it to the feet of Ali radiallahu anhu. And thereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala healed the feet of Ali radiallahu anhu. So there were two instances when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam formed bonds of brotherhood between sahaba radiallahu anhu. The first instance was in the house of Arqam radiallahu anhu. Right at the beginning when the... 
first few people had accepted Islam, the first few Sahaba radiallahu anhum had accepted Islam, then they would secretly meet in the house of Arqam radiallahu anhu to learn Quran Sharif from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, this was the first instance when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had formed bonds of brotherhood between Sahaba radiallahu anhum. Keep in mind that when they accepted Islam, they became cut off from their families and friends. So therefore Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam formed bonds of brotherhood, brother, brotherhood between Sahaba radiallahu anhum so that they may help and assist one another in their day-to-day lives. And the second instance was when the Muhajireen migrated to Medina. So then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam once again formed bonds of brotherhood between the Muhajireen and the Ansar. So on one of these two instances, when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had formed bonds of brotherhood between Sahaba radiallahu anhum, Ali radiallahu anhu came crying to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam asked him, what is the matter, he sallam, that you have paired all the Sahaba radiallahu anhum up, but you have not paired me with anyone. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to him, Anta akhi fi dunya wal akhirah. You are my brother in this world and in the hereafter. You are the brother of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this world and in the hereafter. In one narration, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna aliyan minni wa ana minhu. Ali radiallahu anhu is from me and I am from him. To show his closeness to Ali radiallahu anhu. To show his attachment to Ali radiallahu anhu. That Ali radiallahu anhu is from me and I am from him. Ali radiallahu anhu is well known for his bravery for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his deen. In Uhud, when Khalid bin Walid radiallahu anhu, Muslims became confused and they began to disperse from the battlefield. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam became exposed and the Quraysh became hopeful of killing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So a small group of Sahaba radiallahu anhum surrounded Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and protected him. Some of the Sahaba radiallahu anhum lost their lives protecting Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Others became severely injured. Amongst them was Ali radiallahu anhu. Although his name is not mentioned amongst them, but Ali radiallahu anhu was amongst those sahaba radiallahu anhu who protected Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The reason why his name is not mentioned amongst them is because at the beginning of the battle, the flag of the army was given to Mus'ab radiallahu anhu. During the battle, Mus'ab radiallahu anhu was killed. So the flag was given to Ali radiallahu anhu. So when the Muslims began to disperse from the battlefield, Ali radiallahu anhu was not with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He had to lead the army. So therefore he was not with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was elsewhere. So as he saw the Muslims dispersing, he realized that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and eventually he managed to find Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he joined this group in protecting Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. In Khandaq, in the Battle of the Trench, the Muslims had dug trenches at the entrances of Medina. So when the army of the disbelievers arrived, they were unable to enter Medina. So, amongst the disbelievers was the celebrated and legendary warrior of the Quraysh, Amr bin Abdud. He was amongst the army of the disbelievers. So, he became restless that he could not fight the Muslims. So, eventually he took his horse and he managed to jump over the trench. When he came across to the Muslim side, he challenged the Muslims to send someone to fight him. So, keep in mind that during those days, there was a shortage of food in Medina. The Muslims, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and the Sahaba radiallahu anhum had not eaten for many days. And also, they were digging the trench for many days. So, they had become very weak and tired. 
So Amr bin Abd would call out to the Muslims to fight him, to send someone to fight him. So Ali radiallahu anhu stood up. Ali radiallahu anhu at the time was a youngster. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam instructed him to sit down. So once again, Amr bin Abd would call out to the Muslims to send someone to fight him. And he began to taunt the Muslims. Where is the Jannah that you always speak about? That you have to be, if you are killed, then for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you will enter Jannah. What happened to the Jannah? So in this manner, he began to taunt the Muslims. So once again, Ali radiallahu anhu stood up. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for the second time instructed him. The Muslims for the third time, once again Ali radiallahu anhu stood up. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Ali radiallahu anhu, that oh Ali, this is Amr, this is no ordinary fighter. This is a celebrated and legendary warrior of the Quraysh. So Ali radiallahu anhu said to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, وَإِنْ كَانَ عَمْرًا Even if it is Amr, I am ready to fight him. So in this manner, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent him. When he came to Amr, he invited him towards Islam. Amr said to him, I have no need for Islam. So then he challenged Amr. So Amr asked Ali radiallahu anhu, who are you? So he said to him, I'm Ali. So he asked him, are you the son of Abdu Manaf? Are you, the, are you the son of Abu Talib? So he said, yes, I'm Ali, the son of Abu Talib. So he said to him, Lima yabna akhi? Oh my nephew, why do you want to fight me? Min a'mamika man huwa asannu minka. Send someone who is elder than you. Fawallahi la uhibbu an aqtulak. I take an oath in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I do not wish to kill you. Perhaps, Amr was close to Abu Talib. Therefore, he did not wish to kill the son of Abu Talib. So then Ali radiallahu anhu said to him, وَلَكِنِّي وَاللَّهِ But I take an oath in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, أُحِبُّ أَنْ أَقْتُلَكَ I wish to kill you. So when he said this to Amr, Amr was overcome with rage. He descended from his horse, he took out his sword, and he attacked Ali radiallahu anhu. So as they were fighting, Ali radiallahu anhu was carrying a leather shield. So, Amr attacked Ali radiallahu anhu with his sword. And Ali radiallahu anhu picked up his shield to protect himself. So the sword of Amr struck the shield of Ali radiallahu anhu and broke his shield. But at the same time, his sword got stuck in the shield of Ali radiallahu anhu. So then Ali radiallahu anhu immediately saw this as his opportunity. And he struck Amr with his sword and killed him. So, while they were fighting, a cloud of dust rose up. And they became concealed from Rasulullah so Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam became concerned for the welfare of Ali radiallahu anhu. They could hear the clashing of swords but they could not see what was happening. So after some time the clashing of, of, of the swords stopped and they could hear the cries of Tabir. And that, that is when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam realized that Ali radiallahu anhu had killed the celebrated and legendary warrior of the Quraysh, Amr bin Abd Wood. In the seventh year of Hijrat, after Hijrat, the siege of Khaybar took place. And in the time of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Khaybar was inhabited by Jews. And these Jews had built their homes within fortresses. And in this manner, each family or each branch of the tribe had built their communities within fortresses. So when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba radiallahu anhum arrived in Khaybar, then the Jews of Khaybar locked themselves up in their forts. 
So, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Sahaba radiallahu anhum laid siege to the fort of Khaybar. And eventually the Jews began to surrender. But there was one fort that refused to surrender. Despite the best efforts of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Sahaba radiallahu anhum. So eventually one night Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Sahaba radiallahu anhum, لَأُعُطِيَنَّ هَذِهِ الرَّايَةَ غَدًا رَجِلًا يَفْتَحُ اللَّهُ عَلَى يَدِهِ Tomorrow I will give the flag of the army. Tomorrow morning I will give the flag of the army to a person on whose hands Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant us victory. يُحِبُّ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ وَيُحِبُّهُ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ He is a person who loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam love him as well. So that night, all the Sahaba radiallahu anhu went to bed, hopeful that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would give them the flag. Because of the glad tidings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That this is a person who loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam love him very much. So the next morning, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called for Ali radiallahu anhu. Ali radiallahu anhu was not with the army because he had an eye infection. His eyes were sore. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sent for him. He was brought to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took his blessed saliva and applied it to the eyes of Ali radiallahu anhu whereafter Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted him shifa. And thereafter Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gave him the flag. As he went towards the, the fort, the celebrated and legendary warrior of the Jews, Marhab, came out to fight, to fight Ali radiallahu anhu. And as he came out to fight Ali radiallahu anhu, he began to recite some lines of poetry in praise of himself to create fear in the heart of Ali radiallahu anhu for him. So Ali radiallahu anhu responded with his own lines of poetry. He said to him, "Ana ladi sammatni ummi Haydara. I am the one whose mother named him the lion. When Ali radiallahu anhu was born, then his mother named him after her father. Her father's name was Asad. So she named him Asad, the lion. Asad means the lion. At the time, Abu Talib was not present. So when Abu Talib returned, he changed his name to Ali. So therefore he said to him, أَنَا الَّذِي سَمَّتْنِ أُمِّ حَيْدَرًا I am the one whose mother named him the lion. And also, Marhad had seen in his dream that he was killed by a lion. So therefore, to strike terror in the heart of Marhab, he said to him, أنا الذي سمتني أمي حيدرا I am the one whose mother named him the lion. كليف غابات كريه المنظرا Like the lions of the jungle, whose very sight strikes terror in the hearts of people. إفيهم للصاعك إلى السندرا When the enemy attacks me with all their might, then I repel them with even greater force. And as he recited these lines of poetry, he attacked Marhab and he killed him. And thereafter he opened the fort himself, whereafter the Muslims entered and the Jews had to surrender. So he was well known for his bravery. He was also well known for his knowledge of deen. He is a famous hadith which we always hear every Friday in the second khutbah. From my Sahaba radiallahu anhum, the one who is most sound in his judgments, the one who is most sound in his pronouncements, in his verdicts, is Ali radiallahu anhum. Because of his deep understanding of Quran and Sunnah. Ali radiallahu anhu is amongst the sahaba radiallahu anhu who memorized the Qur'an Sharif during the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He used to say to the people, Saluni an kitabillah. Ask me about the book of Allah. فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَ مِنْ آيَةٍ Because there is no verse in the Qur'an Sharif. إِلَّا وَقَدْ عَرَفْتُ Except that I know بِلَيْلٍ نَزَلَتْ أَمْ بِالنَّهَارِ Whether it was revealed during the night or during the day. 
في سهل أم في جبل and whether it was revealed on soft earth or whether it was revealed on a mountain so he had a deep understanding of the Quran Sharif Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhuma is amongst the most learned sahaba radiallahu anhuma but he was very young when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam left this world so therefore He's, he's, he acquired most of his knowledge of deen from Sahaba radiallahu anhu. And Ali radiallahu anhu is the foremost of his teachers. So he used to say regarding his ustad, his teacher Ali radiallahu anhu, that it is as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala divided knowledge into ten parts. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted Ali radiallahu anhu nine out of the ten parts. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala distributed the remaining one part amongst the rest of us. Umar radiallahu anhu used to say, لَوْلَا عَلِي لَهَلَكَ عُمَرَ If it was not for Ali radiallahu anhu, Umar radiallahu anhu would perish. He used to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he should not find himself in a difficult situation and Ali radiallahu anhu is not present. Because whenever he faced a difficulty, he would turn to Ali radiallahu anhu for advice. So he was well known for his knowledge of deen. And he was also well known for his zuhud, for his disinclination from the dunya. He had no desire for the dunya. He lived a very simple life in this world. He stayed far away from the comforts and the luxuries of this world. He used to say to the dunya, Go and deceive somebody else. Don't try to deceive me. And in this manner, he was completely disinclined from the dunya. He lived a very simple and basic life in this world. So in conclusion, he make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his family and his sahaba radiallahu anhum. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a tawfiq to follow in the footsteps of sahaba radiallahu anhum. Wa akhiru da'wana and alhamdulillah.